0: another movie review podcast at least it's better than a car crash and we're gonna write some funny ads talking movies and having a blast it's the it podcast it's the it podcast what's up everybody this is beat it movie reviews i am bad bitch joe cabello and this is unsuspecting bystander chris Osoda. chris what's up hey how's it going pretty good and we are talking today in our feature review of the new movie on netflix starring eric andre lil rel howry it is bad trip so we'll be talking about that later Giving that a full review up and down and around the corner. That's where I hear the fudge is made. But before <laughs> before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. And let's just kick it off with uh, one of two weekly segments. The Falcon and Winter Soldier Soldier Long. Let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> Episode two. Episode two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier soldier long. If you haven't keep it up to date, we'll uh, we'll put the time codes in, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But uh, the last episode, it ended with the new Captain America, who I didn't. I thought it was going to be a totally different type of thing. I had no idea that that was um, Wyatt Russell.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, actually, I forgot to talk about that last week, but. That was, like, the thing I was most excited for about this new series is I was like, oh, Wyatt Russell in it, period, in Marvel Universe, awesome. Him being the new Captain America, also awesome.
0: Yeah, because the reveal, he looked really dorky, in my opinion, on the reveal. And it looked like it was kind of, like, going to be, like, a real asshole guy. Not that he's not an asshole Uh in it, but, like, someone completely undeserving. Uh Uh-huh. Like a ween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, he just kind of like <laughs> looks weird in the mask. But I was like, "Oh shit, Wyatt Russell is the new captain." So that it was actually a revelation to me watching this uh, second awesome. episode because I didn't realize that was him. Um, yeah, what do you think overall yeah. of this
1: episode? Uh, it's cool. I'm glad they finally you know got uh, Falcon and the Witcher Soldier to be together. Yes, for the I, episode, I think right. that's
0: what it was missing for me in the first one that I. Didn't mm-hmm. even know I wanted, but it's like that's what the series is. And now it's like, okay, this is we're watching it. Now this is Bones with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm just speaking about the sexual tension in Bones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, their their chemistry is great. They got, you know, the frenemies thing going. Yeah, the Tango and uh, Cash. I yeah. love that anytime. Yeah. And the the fact that they're just both jealous of each other's friendships with Captain America. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's so like, it's
1: he's my best friend No, He's my best friend.
0: It's so pure. And even their argu- their main argument in this of him giving up the shield is so based uh-huh. in pure purity of like, no, man, that's so important to Cap. What did you? Why didn't you yeah, yeah. why would
1: you do that? He's like, you. I would have taken it, but he chose you over mm-hmm. me. And he fucking said, no, fuck you.
0: Yeah, and he's like, because I'm not worthy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just so it is. <laughs> yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with the episode for a lot, that interaction. And then you add the layer to it of um, the new Wyatt Russell's Captain America and blaster. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Blast star blaster? Uh, Morning star. Morning
1: star. Morning stars. <laughs> think black star. <laughs> I, think. I think it was black star. No, it was like, uh... gosh, Battlestar.
0: Sorry, Battlestar. Battlestar. So sick that he, because I don't know any of these characters really, like, I'll look them up later, but like how yeah. he um, gives his name, like, whatever is uh, regular birth, first name, last name, but then it's like, Battlestar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like, we're yeah. not
0: fucking around. Let's just get to it. I am Battlestar, comic fans. I am him. <laughs> and he is me.
1: yeah yeah uh that stuff was all cool i like the the action scene was great in this in this episode Mm -hmm. it's really interesting i wonder what the budget is compared to wandavision because of how much better the action scene in this was to anything in that that last show but Mm. uh
0: i will say i did like a lot of the action in it but i also i like the fact it was more story driven action Really, yeah. then it was, like, this, which um, was really just, like, we're seeing a cool action scene. It's not totally about emotional arcs coming to fruition with the character. But, yeah, like, it is really tight action, and everything Falcon does is really sick. Mm-hmm. And the way he's able to capture himself with his wings all the time, it's its very rad.
1: Yeah, I also totally forgot that, like, Bucky Barnes' character is, like, a super soldier also. Mm -hmm. He, like, jumps out of the plane, and I'm like, I forgot. It's not just that he has a giant, robotic, like, super strong arm. He's also, like, Captain America, basically.
0: Yeah, so he's uh, much stronger than Falcon, right? Falcon's a normal human. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's uh, half bird, half human. (laughs) (laughs) The, The only powers he has of being half bird is he can't ever uh shit on purpose it's always by accident yeah it never
0: knows when it's gonna happen (laughs) yeah yeah everything else completely human (laughs) penis
1: uh one thing i wanted to talk about for that episode was the therapist was cool with them interacting with her i like how she gets them to listen to her by snapping her fingers and I thought that it would have been funny if they told her, like, hey, don't please don't snap around us. It's very triggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we both were, we were uh, there. erased from reality. <laughs> when the last person did that, please do not do that.
0: That was a uh, fun the, scene with the, the therapist. Um, Just to go back to, to her for, for a minute. It felt like and I don't know if she's been in the show at all, like or in the movies, even, you know, could be like just two minutes even talking to Bucky in a movie. I don't know. But it felt like she's like I'm in a Marvel movie for one scene. I'm really gonna eat this shit up
1: and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's what the hell was I? Gonna... Oh yeah, okay. So there's like the scene where right before they get brought to uh, the jail, where they get arrested. Or the cops, like, are bothering them? Yeah. I was kind of confused at that part, because were the cops there to arrest Bucky?
0: I'm not sure. So there's, there's like, a couple moments in this episode that are very heavy-handed, it seems. Uh-huh. And it's, like, racial politics, which is fine. I actually, like, uh, agree with the points it's trying to make, but they also feel very yeah. odd. Like, when the kid uh-huh. says, hey, you're Black Falcon, and he's like, what are you, Black kid? Yeah, And uh, I'm just like okay You threw that in there It did make me like the character a little bit more But um uh-huh. just felt a little like Okay I see what you're like You're addressing the fans It seems with mm-hmm. this scene And then you have a scene where the cops come And like it's obviously a mirror To society and how um, Black yeah. people are treated by the cops And often when they're the ones Asking for help Getting arrested <laughs> So it it felt like, okay, is this here just for that? Mm -hmm. Because it was so clumsy.
1: The thing that I'm just trying to wrap my head around in that scene is I'm assuming what was happening is the cops are just shitty, right? And they see the white and black man arguing. So they immediately stop their car and come out as if anyone's being aggressive when it's just people (laughs) having a conversation. And then, which I guess is the point right because they're like you know is there a problem here do we need to arrest this man but then if that's the case i just can't believe that they would be like do you know who this is and they're like oh shit that's sam wilson oh and this is bucky barnes oh we're fucking dumb but then the cop goes hey i'm just gonna run this guy's name through my system real quick bucky barnes the avenger uh Hey, actually, Bucky, their warrants for your arrest—like, really? <laughs> he really takes the it's... time to run his name through a fucking system. It's so like shitty. that's more damning and shitty of him to do. Like, ultimately, that like it's a you got you know who they are, and now you're gonna <laughs> go over that and yeah, yeah. Why? Why? And hilarious. they
0: didn't—they weren't doing anything wrong, so like, there's no yeah. reason to yeah
1: to even it's run so...
0: their name, yeah. It's, yeah. it felt really clunky that's,
1: that's why i was like oh is it that they were there to arrest bucky specifically because that would be the only way i would re- reason but then at the same time they should know that that's sam wilson then if they know that's bucky <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. so it's like either way that guy's a fucking moron
0: yeah i felt like that's you're such jerks and at this point in the scene it's not trying to play you like a jerk like at the beginning of the scene so like It felt a little like, let's inject this cop thing when they just needed to get Bucky to jail somehow. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That felt a little muddy. But it also, the show feels light enough to have those muddy moments. Like, you know, when you watch WandaVision, you feel like there's something very special and, like, uh, almost like a marble statue. You're like, okay, this is, like, it needs to be perfect. But this just feels like, okay, we're going to get some episodes every week. It's just some pulpy fun. So I feel like mm-hmm. I don't mind if it's a little cheesy. And, and I don't know if you get a yeah. similar feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because like you were saying, it is more like a buddy cop uh, storyline. So it's not supposed to be like a family drama focus. Yeah, right?
0: it, it just it feels like um a Bones or... Yeah, you know, like any... a cop
1: procedural, like the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah, made, it basically right?
0: is the Lethal Weapon series, where I think yeah. someone may have died the superheroes. on Superheroes. I, I forget. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, overall, uh, I forget how the episode ends. Do you recall? Um, uh, oh, Zemo. I just... They go
1: to Zemo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, the, the one thing about Wyatt Russell's character is, like, I understand everyone knows, oh, U.S. agent, this character who's, like, Basically, going to be like evil Captain America or whatever, or not necessarily evil, but he wants to be like they're setting up the character to be like, oh, I'll do anything to protect the country and live up to Captain America, which seemingly will inevitably can include him doing something like getting a serum, a quick fix to to be better, quote unquote mm-hmm. better, and then really being a shithead because of it. But I just would like appreciate if he just was a good guy yeah because like that's unexpected
0: you know yeah because like he's definitely brash but he's not really being any worse than our heroes are Falcon. yeah so who, i think we're constantly
1: root. dismissive of him yeah, yeah and he's absolutely. trying to be like hey i respect you very much and they're like fuck you yeah hey. <laughs> you'll never be cap
0: And it does it makes sense in this this world that they would be that way. Uh, And I think with Wyatt Russell, this probably this next episode will really start to show us what direction he's going to go, because I think he is Mm -hmm. still at that point where he's on equal ground of being a shithead with them. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, if he's is worse and worse than we know. Yeah, he's he's going in that direction. If he's better, who knows? Maybe they they actually will come around. Um, but I'm excited to see where it all goes.
1: Yeah, I think the last thing I want to talk about was just the flag smashers, the scene where they're fighting them on the on the uh, trucks. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, are the flag smashers previously military? Because just because you get a super soldier serum doesn't mean you're going to be good at fighting. And especially yes. if you're fighting Falcon and the winter soldier who have fought many people and the winter soldier, who's a murderer, who's like yeah, the best fighter who goes toe to toe with Captain America and black widow. Like yeah. Training. Matters. They can't just have the power to fucking beat them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's maybe we'll be there and doing. And that reminds me of a trope that I hate, which happened in this where someone says like, "Oh, I'll, I'll stay back and sacrifice myself to buy you some time," uh-huh. and they do something that buys like the least amount of time,
1: <laughs> and and die instantly.
0: Yeah, and it, it was a little better here because he stops the uh-huh. trucks with a light pole and then rushes them. Yeah, but it's like I wonder you could like try to distract them the other direction and live a little bit longer and add more of a thing. And it didn't become an issue in this, but um. I just hate that, that trope. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, Falcon on Winter Soldier, soldier long. Anything else to say about it?
1: Um, that's it. Looking forward to the next episode. It's all. It's going to be halfway over after the next episode. Crazy, which is crazy,
0: kind of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm sure it'll extend in some way, whether in movies or other shows.
1: Um, and, and the next season will be like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the new Captain America yeah, or something. And Wyatt like Russell. Just a Why really long name. Like <laughs> uh,
0: now let's get into another show. And, you know, the people listening, this is your time to tell me after this episode if for these more event things that we talk about, like keeping up with the show week to week, if you would rather us cut those parts into a separate episode you could watch or listen to rather let me know just tweet at us if that's interesting to you or if it's not at all i'm interested because i do like talking about these shows week to week that we are collectively watching but i know that also puts a a pressure of like more spoilers than we usually would so let us know uh well true and if yeah. you don't say anything and your listens continue we'll assume we're doing a good thing What's that, Chris? I saw your lips moving, but it was silent.
1: Uh, I was just uh, turning my light on.
0: Oh, got it. Uh, all right. So let's get into the next big thing. This is the Joe and Chris Invincible Long. <laughs> so, Amazon Prime, the new cartoon animated uh, superhero show based off the image comics by the same name, Invincible. The first three episodes came out on Amazon Prime. And um, how would you describe this, the the premise, Chris?
1: Yeah, so um, it's this show. It's a comic, based on a comic, about this character named Invincible. He's basically like if Superman, the powers of Superman, but the personality of Spider-Man. And his like backstory is more along the lines of something like dragon ball z that's basically what his character is he's just a character with i guess he doesn't have as many powers as superman but super strength and flying Mm -hmm. and he's you know pretty fast Uh, but he's not he's not a character who's invulnerable even though his name is literally invincible um he's not like superman where oh you have to have kryptonite to hurt him it's like he can be beaten by other very powerful people, but, you know, he has yeah. to uh, get lucky or find a way to beat them. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, it's based on this comic that ended a couple of years ago, but it's actually, like, I think my favorite comic series that I've ever read.
0: Yeah, I've has up been it but... early, <laughs> and I forgot how yeah. far I got into it. Um, pretty far, I want to say past... 100 issues or something like that if i guessed um like there weren't 100 issues but i just remember i remember uh, having huge files of it uh, that i'd read on digital um and yeah i really liked it but to bear in mind for everybody this comic came out 10 or started 10 15 years ago somewhere like
1: yeah yeah I, i started reading it 15 years ago i think when i was like 18 but it had been out for a good amount of time before that, maybe like a year or two more.
0: Yeah, and what I find really interesting about this is it is a, a common, almost a commentary-type series on superheroes. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just another entry. It's really... And it's hard just to make another entry in superhero comics or stories without being incredibly referential. But I think it mm-hmm. sits somewhere along... Uh, not quite the boys in its... Um, like it being a critique of superhero culture and things like that. It's not quite that, but it is somewhere in that realm where it can't help but kind of uh, comment on what's come before it and find ways to twist and turn to not exactly be that. And for that reason, I I found the show a little... It was fun, but it also just didn't have that energy that it did 15 years ago. For me, uh-huh. because we've kind of marinated in how we feel about superhero genres. We've discussed it. We've had shows that talk about it and yeah. rip off upon rip off, for lack of a better term, of superhero famous superheroes. And it's kind of like how uh, Bloodshot, what happened with that and other comic book movies. They end up coming out and feeling dated because they're based off a comic book that was actually like picking up on the zeitgeist of a decade and a half earlier. And you can't yeah. help but feel that. Now, I don't feel that totally with Invincible. I think it, it still felt fresh in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And is just so, it's so solid that you almost... I don't think it's that big of a problem. But I couldn't help in most of the first episode feeling a little bit like, okay, I've kind of been here a yeah. few times since... So what's up? But uh, I would say finish the full episode cover to cover because it really Mm -hmm. is like this. This like you got to you got to watch that whole thing. You just have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's
1: definitely big uh, story spoilers for the end of the first episode. It it seems like the first episode is kind of like a bait and switch where they Mm -hmm. will get um, new viewers who aren't really expecting much to watch it and they see okay this is pretty stereotypical you know coming of age superhero show and then the end really hits you with like this is why we are different and i don't know if that's uh it's it seems like it's a good thing from all of my friends who haven't read the comics and are watching it yeah all of them have basically said, "Like, wow! I got to the end of the first episode. That's awesome and amazing and crazy. And I, am looking forward to watching more." Mm. So, yeah, I think for for us who have read it, it might not be as, you know, big of a deal. I, I kind of feel like I really it's loved almost it. I like, like it. A, I yeah, did.
0: Okay. I, I thought it was a better done or more impactful in this than mm-hmm. the comics, um, just by okay, virtue yeah. of being able to stretch a little bit more in it. Uh, my problem uh-huh. with it more comes with the fact that I think it's the episodes are forty minutes or forty five minutes, something like that. Yeah, they are, yeah. I could I could see somebody um, giving up on the show or just being like, oh, I'll take a break and finish the rest unenthusiastically, not knowing that like no, get through the whole episode, then you'll you'll want to get to these next episodes. It'll lock you True. in. True. Um, yeah, you can watch and
1: that. It, yeah, and it seems like. Uh... For the most part, people have been for word of mouth. People, all the people, like I was saying, that haven't read it but have told me they liked it a lot. They're telling other people, like, "Oh, you have to see it and watch like the whole first episode, yeah. and then you'll you'll know if you like it or not." Uh, but I think part of the appeal, I think it just seems like a good time for the show to come out when it's Robert Kirkman's own story, who wrote Walking Dead. Mm-hmm and that is like this huge success now too that like it's an easy get for all of those fans i feel like and the thing with kirkman's writing is what's fun about it is it always feels like you think oh that's like here's a situation how would you handle it the most rational way yourself and that's usually what happens in the comic where you're like, oh, that's smart. I would totally do that. Or I can see myself doing that. It's not like a, Mm -hmm. you know, weird, random out of left field kind of thing, except for obviously the story turns, but
0: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like built in. Yeah. It's smart characters.
1: And it also works. I think for a lot of people today that are fans of anime, a lot of different anime where, you know, character deaths happen and there's these big, Fights and it's all mm-hmm. really crazy. It seems like it will mesh perfectly with that crowd,
0: yeah. I, I would say so. It yeah. has like that fast, fast battle all... anime style, a little bit uh, enough to lure someone in. And the animation, uh, it really liked a lot of the uh, fight animation. I thought that was all great, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's. I've I heard that. They have, like, their better animator teams working on the fight scenes, and then, like, a different team for the the day-to-day stuff.
0: That's interesting to know, because I did, like, the first scene of the first episode, I wasn't uh. so sold on the animation. Just, like, the two guys talk, two cops talking, and mm. I was just kind of like, I don't know, I don't know about this. Uh, but then once anything with action came in, it really felt like okay, well this feels, this is really good, so why did I feel that yeah. in these other instances? So that makes sense if they're, if they're just really pulling their resources in that one direction, which is smart. Yeah. Uh, and how many, did you watch all three that have been out so far? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I watched all three of them. Cool, yeah, me too. I, I will say, I, watching all three of them, nothing has quite hit the high of the the last part of the first episode, and as Uh even coming to terms as paying that off, either. Yeah. Uh, so I am excited to see where it's gonna go and how it's gonna deep go further into that and see how far it's gonna go into the series, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. how you know, because what can they expect? Is will it be like The Walking Dead where it's goes on way longer than anybody (laughs) might expect?
1: Well, uh, I think. Invincible ended at issue, like, 144 or something like that, so I don't think it's going to have as big of a problem as The Walking Dead for, like, going on too long, because The Walking Dead just finished pretty recently. I think, like, last year, they Mm -hmm. ended it completely uh, with a great line from a character saying, we are the walking dead. And then he uh. looks directly at <laughs> the camera. <laughs> uh, but really that did happen. Uh, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, I just, I'm excited because this is like the first series that I've like religiously followed that has been adapted to something that I can be like, you know, like people were fans of Harry Potter or game of Thrones or whatever, yeah. you know, and then they see it come to the this big screen and they're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so, I'm excited about that. I'm also... I, th- I just think it's really cool. All the voice actors are really great. The cast is like... Oh, it's great. Top Insane. Notch. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's cool that they've like made Mark Grayson like half Asian. I don't think he was in the comics. <laughs> it never seemed that way, at least.
0: Not that I remember. And it's it's interesting just even thinking back to that time of 2009, 2008, where... We were probably both reading it around that time. And it also, it didn't seem as much of a conversation as well, like casting in that way, even in comics. But I wonder with, yeah. with it, like, it wouldn't have made TMZ, you know, talking about it or something. Like it wasn't that big enough uh-huh. for anybody to even, uh, nor was the conversation big enough for that. So I don't remember, mm-hmm. I would be interested in going back to the comics uh, period. I remember them being incredibly yeah. read. <laughs>
1: The amount of red <laughs>
0: yeah. in this comics is beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, the art in the comics is really great. Uh, Ryan Otley was like the main artist for ninety percent of the comic, and he's he's his detail is so good. But yeah, it's like they cast Stephen Yoon and uh, Sandra O oh as his mom. So I feel like they're like, well, why not just make his character Asian? It's not gonna change anything. Yeah. Know? And it'll be true to his his actor, so it's it's just cool that little bit that they're like, yeah, this this will work just fine. It's not gonna change his character in any way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that was uh that was a very interesting, and I wasn't sure if it was based on the comic choice, but it felt almost like not. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, overall, I'm excited to watch. It. I binged it all the night it came out just because I couldn't stop watching especially after that uh episode one fin- uh the final moments of episode one uh so yeah i'm really yeah. looking forward to continuing is there anything else you want to say about it
1: um i guess maybe just if people are into it it's just great because that that beginning episode there's like a crazy twist of a scene at the end but that's like throughout the series. There's always these crazy twists that are really interesting mm-hmm. and shake things up for the entire you know universe. Yeah, all the time. So it's just that it's it's really cool and really fun. Yeah, that's it.
0: Cool. Very awesome. Uh, well, let's get into some of the other things we've been watching, Chris. What else you've been watching?
1: Yeah, so I watched. I finished uh, season two of Warrior. Nice, yes, um, which I was talking about last week. Uh, I think the season season two I liked even better than season one. Uh, they add a lot more characters and flesh out a lot of other characters from season one, and the action is even better. There's like some yeah really awesome fight scenes in season two. Uh, I I mentioned in season one, there's this middle episode where it's like a standalone with like two of the main characters going off to deliver a dead body. And it's kind of like this Western Mm. where they like have to hold out and defend themselves from like a a gang of uh, cowboy like robber people. But season two has another great kind of standalone episode where this group of him and a couple of other characters travel to this town Uh, That's a little far away. That basically has like a yearly uh, tournament, like fighting fight club tournament, where everyone fights, and it's like you know, those are always awesome. Uh, But in this episode, they also it heavily features Michael Bisping as one of the fighters Mm -hmm. uh, involved in this tournament, which is cool. Um, But yeah, another great standalone episode. I think it was episode six. But yeah, and it was it's just like it's really cool the show is is awesome it's really fun the characters all have like really great moments and uh yeah the fight choreography is top notch yeah definitely
0: uh, ever since you brought it up a bunch of people have been starting to say hey i've been watching warrior it's really sick you should check it out so it's it's got to be put on my list for sure okay yeah awesome Alright, cool. Um, one thing I've been watching, I watched Unhinged. The um, Oh, nice. <laughs> who is it? It's not Gerard Butler. Russell uh, Crowe? I always get them confused. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. I love the tagline for this movie, he can happen to anyone. And this is the movie where the uh, a road rage incident has a woman hunted down by Russell Crowe. Now, this movie, I I sh- wasn't in the mood to watch this movie, but I didn't know it when I started it. Like, I just wasn't in the mood to watch, like, a woman get tortured and her family get tortured, oh, like, no. mentally and stuff. Yeah. Because um, yeah. this is a, a movie where she, I actually, let me start here with it, because the movie's entertaining, but it's a little aggravating because Ugh. it starts out with Russell Crowe uh killing his wife and her new hu- ex-wife and her new husband and burning oh, their house and, okay. and getting away with it and that's like the night wow. before so he like oh, hasn't fuck. slept he's going crazy and they do that for of course to show this guy's dangerous right like he's a yeah. scary guy But they also do it to really make you not like him because the main character is a flawed woman, but you really don't like her. Like, she really reaps what she sows. She um, is Uh, just kind of like a a bad mom and selfish and divorced from her husband and late to work and always making excuses. And she, like, honks at Russell Crowe hella rudely. And then even uh-huh. when even when he's like, "Hey, that was like fucked up," and he's kind of be, he's being a dick, but she's uh-huh. like, "He's like, hey, we could just say we're sorry," and then that's it. And she's like, "Fuck you," so she really like asks for it, you know, by being such a rude person to Russell Crowe. Uh, and all he did, uh-huh. all he did was stay at a stop so- a stoplight too long, so yeah. she was honking at him aggressively. Why?
1: Why would they call the have the tagline be "It could happen to anyone" and then make the main character unrelatable?
0: Yeah, it, it, that's the problem with it because what it what it's doing is serving a, a good script function, uh, theoretically, of giving the main character a flaw, <clears throat> and it's uh-huh. like her selfishness that has caused this thing that is now he's gonna like hurt the people in her life along with her too, um, uh-huh. but one that's not relatable and two like how do you fix that over the course of the movie like it so it doesn't really yeah. get fixed so i'll tell you the <laughs> the very ending so it starts with uh-huh. her honking at what's at russell crowe for being at a stoplight for two stop sign for too long and she just lays on the uh-huh. horn goes around <laughs> him. you know is is really a rude way to go where it could have been a he even says a courtesy tap a little uh-huh. he's like you could have done yeah. that uh, then at the end, her and her son are driving, and they the light turns green and they start to go. And a car runs the red light and almost hits them. Uh-huh. So they have to slam uh-huh. on the brake, and she's about to hit the sign or the the horn, and then she <laughs> stops. And her son goes, "Good call." Oh, no. And that's the culmination of what she's learned. No, oh, that no. person deserved to get honked at. Yeah, you shouldn't they ran have a red honked light. then. Now you should have honked so you learned yeah. not to honk right still. <laughs> but it's it's really infuriating because no. and usually I think that was that Holly Berry one where she's chasing someone who abducts her son. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie's really good and really tense cuz all the all that it really like okay, someone protecting their son. That's all yeah. you need, period. But I think it's even yeah. like based on like oh, I didn't get I yelled at him you know, I left things uh-huh. wrong, you know, that's, that's enough. Like I left things mm-hmm. the wrong way. But when you're like, no, this woman's a selfish shithead and everyone in her life thinks so. And she got them killed. So what does she learn? How does her life get better uh-huh. after this movie? Oh,
1: so there's other people that die in the movie yes. besides, uh, Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: he goes after like her <laughs> friends and family. Oh my God! So he's that, like,
1: you know, it's hilarious that they would even show him killing his wife, ex-wife, and her new husband before, because it seems like it would have been more interesting if you don't know well how this bad is, of a person he is beforehand. I,
0: I think so too, but I think they did it because the um the main character is so bad or is so unlikable to start with. That they're like, okay, if Uh we're going to give her a flaw, we need to make this guy really unlikable. So people Uh really need to not be rooting for him to go after her. (laughs) And I wouldn't be surprised if him killing the family, that was um, like a reshoot. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh Like, they're like, hey, it doesn't really work because you want him to get her. Yeah. Okay, let's go see him kill someone then we'll be all right. So the movie after, like, I, the last 30 minutes of it, I watched Skipping, like, through with my cursor. Uh Because I was just kind of like, I'm over this. Yeah.
1: And it's just going to be more of her friends dying. Yeah. And nothing of her doing anything to redeem herself as a character. So what are some of the things that she does that makes her a shit person? Because from what it sounds like, how you're describing it, it's like. She hugs his horde at this guy, but she deserves deserves his relentless attack. It,
0: it she certainly doesn't that. deserve to be attacked, but right, like right, yeah. he gave her an out, like this uh-huh. big, and she was just yeah. like
1: fuck you, yeah, every time basically.
0: Yeah, he gave her plenty of outs after she had done the rude thing, and even though he was being he was certainly being a creepy guy, I'm sure like a lot of people might be listening to this and being like, no, he's a fucking shithead, and he's being a shithead talking to yeah. her but it's also like your son's in the car listen my child is in the car i will eat shit all day that way that person <laughs> to doesn't sure. hurt
1: the child yeah, yeah. right so it's, yeah. it's it's is there a part I, f- I feel like it would just be cool if like they didn't show him killing the wife but then when he's talking to her like you should have uh give me a courtesy honk she's like fuck you and then he just is like killed my ex-wife and her husband <laughs> yesterday <laughs> like she just oh what the fuck
0: the what uh, i kind of wish though is that scene wasn't there just because they also like have him say add little things statements uh-huh. of like what are you like he's super mad at the fact that she's divorced with her husband and is like uh-huh. what were you cheating on him And like uh, so you see like oh there's these reason he has these uh, sore spots and these nerves um, yeah yeah And I always like that where you have to put it together in your own head instead of Uh uh, necessarily singing. It's just one of those things where, yes, they had to show him being super bad, um, killing his wife and family to make the character's flaw work. But to me, that just says, no, you you have rooted this movie. And then the character like uh, that's not a flaw that we actually want to see in a horror movie. We want to see something Mm -hmm. relatable um, Mm -hmm. as the flaw something simple like i didn't say i love you to my mom before she left so i need to now live to tell her that that's what we want to see when we are doing a survival movie not this person's a shithead and needs to learn how to be good and survive no yeah
1: yeah that's so unrelatable it's like it could happen to you you're like no I I'd be a nice person. Yeah, I'd I wouldn't
0: I'd give him Fuck a courtesy yeah. honk and I'd accept his apology.
1: Yeah. And probably wouldn't honk. Most people wouldn't. He obviously. was there for
0: a really long time, uh, but <laughs> the, still. Oh uh, yeah. Um but yeah, that's unhinged cool. with Russell Crowe. <laughs> um yeah, obviously I did a ninety nine cent rental. Uh you could probably watch it Okay. I wouldn't I don't say it's horrible, but um if I was a little bit more in the mindset, I'd probably find it just fine. But not being oh. in the mindset of it definitely allowed me to look inward a lot more. Like, what the fuck's wrong with this movie? Um, so that's unhinged. unhinged. All right, Chris, what else have
1: you been watching? Uh, yeah, so I watched one other thing <clears throat> besides our main movie this week. That was this movie called The Empty Man. The Empty I don't know Man. if you've heard of it. I don't think yeah. so. Let
0: me look it up, but uh, please tell us what it
1: is. Yeah, so it's this horror movie. Uh, it's like a thriller, crime drama, thriller horror movie. I feel like it's less of a horror movie, but it's advertised like it's just pure, like a pure horror movie. Okay. Uh, but it's basically about um, this cop, ex-cop, who's looking for a missing girl. That's uh, his neighbor's daughter. And she disappears because of this strange, leaving these clues behind saying the empty man made me do it. And Mm. there's all these clues to this thing, person called the empty man. But um, the movie starts. So I, I actually watched this YouTuber, Chris Stuckman, who does like video reviews and he was talking about how this movie should be like a cult classic. So I was curious because he was like hyping it up interesting uh the director it's i think the director is like a first-time director but he worked with like um the director of like seven and fight club uh okay uh fincher right yeah david fincher like he worked with him a lot and he actually like made all of the like dvds for those movies with the special features and stuff like the menus, like I don't know if you remember yeah, a yeah. lot of those movies early on, but they always had like really cool features and like yeah. screens and stuff, it's all that of, fancy stuff.
0: It's one of the reasons why they um, DVD, some argue, is a better format than Blu-ray.
1: Oh yeah, because Blu-ray Blu-ray just a has standardized like standardized generic... menu. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so they were talking about how a lot of the shots in this movie are very Fincher-esque so I was like oh that sounds awesome a crime drama horror that's fincher Perfect. perfect mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I checked it out and uh, you know this Empty Man character basically the trailer is very misleading because it shows a bunch of kids on a on a bridge and they're like well if you think about the Empty Man and blow into like a glass bottle to make like a humming sound uh, he'll come for you you know and all these kids do it, thinking like, "Oh, this is bullshit. We're gonna do this." Um, and it's like on the first day you hear him, on the second day you see him, and then on the third day you feel him or something like that, right? Very creepy. So, so that makes it sound like it's just gonna be this movie about this like entity that they're that they're getting killed by,
0: like the but, ring, but with like this entity, yeah, like, Bloody yeah.
1: Mary, and that. The kids dealing with this empty man is, like, the first... The, this movie's two hours, 17 minutes. So yeah. it's pretty long. But it's, like, the first hour is, like, dealing with that stuff. And then there's, like, much more to it where there's, like, conspiracies and, like, cult-like uh, followings of the empty man and stuff like that.
0: So it, like, really first, widens out. It's, like... Yeah, it's, spray. like, this
1: crazy, like super deep storyline that has like these all these different threads that are all like this detective is exit cop is trying to like figure out and he leads him on a trail from one thing to the next and he's just like what the fuck am i getting into and uh the first 20 minutes of the movie is like this entirely separate story about these four people that are like climbing a mountain in some you know mountainous region in uh like himalayas or you know something similar to that yeah and one of the guys basically gets this fucking empty man syndrome thing where he's acting weird and they're all tripped out by it so there's like this like pre-story that's 20 minutes and then this thing that's like you know present day and this was like 1995 and then the movie's like present day and then all this stuff happens uh but The movie is interesting. It's really, it's pretty cool. All the, it's really well shot and there's not really any big name actors in it, but all the acting is really great and it's like the ending is cool, but it's also very weird and I feel like the ending would piss some people off because it might not give you all the answers that you need to, you know, cross every box off of your like, what is really going on kind of. Kind of list but yeah. it sounds
0: like it's the type of movie where it's like the first movie and the sequel together in one movie are <laughs> like oh they, they took yeah. it where they would have had to if they're like you have to make another one like, we don't know how you have to okay i guess we'll go conspiracy <laughs> like the the conspiracies of the this empty guy this empty guy
1: yeah it's um, a sequel just called the empty guy <laughs>
0: The empty guy loved to party. It's played by (laughs) Seth Rogen. But then he met. uh, That was a record (laughs) scratch. Um, so what say you to the call that it is a a cult classic? What do you, why do you think, and could you repeat his name, please? Say his name. Uh. (laughs) repeat it uh, for everybody. And where do you think he was coming from with that, and do you think he's right, and in what ways?
1: Dot com. Uh. Yeah, it's ultimately pretty cool. I don't, I mean, I think it's a cool movie that I would recommend to my friends, but I don't think it's for everyone. So I feel like if I recommended this to most people, like half of them would be like, that was probably a waste of my time.
0: Okay, but you do know there are the people in your life that they'd be like, sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's there's like a couple scenes and one specifically in the middle that's like really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone is probably makes it worth watching because it's like very creepy. I feel like the the movie, the horror elements of it aren't very strong, but there are a couple in it that are like very strong. Okay.
0: I might check it out. It seems uh, bizarre enough to want to wanna check out. But would you yeah. recommend watching this YouTuber's video before checking it out or uh, don't really it doesn't really uh, matter.
1: it it won't matter. Yeah. Cuz
0: I know sometimes and half that's of it fun. half
1: of it was like a spoiler review. Okay. So I I watched just the first half and I was like, "Oh, he sold me." And then I watched the second half once I was done and nice. he was just talking about the, the stuff watched, that I actually liked too.
0: You watch the movie and you're like, "Oh, he the movie unsold me." Uh, I got it. <laughs> Um, Yeah sometimes I do like a couple Podcasts that feature older movies And obscure movies and they talk About them in a way that I guess they they really let you zone In on the lens with which you should view The movie to best experience Uh. it Because they might not be great movies They're not going to be you know They're going to have their flaws of age And their flaws Uh. of maybe budget And just that they're great because of camp Or whatever Uh, so it's nice To be able to know how to go into some Of those movies Um, Which is why I like maybe sometimes watching a YouTube video or podcast um, before going into certain films. But that's really more for Mm -hmm. older films, I think. Yeah. Um, So that was The Empty Man. Yeah. And as for me, I watched uh, Korean Movie Night this week was The Outlaws. And this is uh, a movie about... This is a Korean gangster movie. Uh, and i always forget uh ma dong sook's uh in it we've been like turning it into just him uh his movies <laughs> for the korean movie review Sick. podcast had to give someone who had joined us a primer on who he is and how he's basically the korean rock uh so this uh is a awesome. crime movie of a you know gangster is taking over the town in a really violent way so the cops need to go and figure it out um and really it's it's interesting it's not so much of a there's nothing too special about it but it's basically one of those here's a bunch of here's a great cast of people you know doing the gangster thing and just we could all uh we could all relate to that in american films you know like let's put brad pitt leonardo dicaprio Aquafina in this gangster movie and we're like okay that's reason enough to watch a gangster movie so I wonder how much of this movie The Outlaws is a little bit of that where it's like oh we just want to see Ma Dong Sook and some of these other people whose names uh, fail me in a gangster movie Uh, but that being Mm -hmm. said it felt a little middling Uh, it it felt really fun but forgettable Okay. So I had a good time watching it, but I didn't have any great takeaways from it. Um, and that's The Outlaws. I think it came out in 2017 or maybe 12. I get the t- oh, Yeah, th- 2017,
1: it looks like. 2017. Um, kind of a fun one, What though. kind of tone is it? Is it like a very serious gangster movie?
0: Uh, It's got comedy to it, but it's a lot more serious. But, uh, you know, the thing with these Korean movies is while, like, there will be a uh, Take a rock movie that's comedic, and the violence uh-huh. is there, but it's kind of almost comic booky or non-violent. Like th- this is like people getting brutally stabbed, but also like okay. jokes about food and just being like silly, get, uh, making fun of machismo and stuff. So okay. I've noticed that with a lot of the Korean movies, they don't mind just getting like kind of absurdly violent within even the lighter genre.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, they always have some sort of crazy range to them.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the case. Uh so this cool just a stab fest. Oh, a lot of stabbing, no guns. All knives, uh-huh. all axes. So that's also kind of the interesting thing about it, how brutal everything is and these these gang wars are all fist fights and knife fights. Sick. Um, but that was the outlaws check it out Um, as for me I've been watching just the Ms. and Mrs. reality show still uh, and also the marriage and mortgage show I've previously uh, talked about finished both those shows up couldn't recommend them enough for reality stuff Um, but more or less that's all I've been watching Um, so what do you think should we get into our feature review of bad trip yeah Definitely. All right, let's talk about it, everybody. Bad Trip, uh, directed by Kitao Sakurai, who is also a longtime director of The Eric Andre Show and uh, created by Eric Andre. This is a mix of scripted buddy comedy road movie and a real hidden camera prank show following the outrageous misadventures of two buds stuck in a rut who embark on a cross country road trip to New York City. The storyline set up shocking real pranks. That's all from the IMDb page. Uh, this movie, uh, I can't imagine if you've seen the trailer, you'd forget it. Eric Andre, Tiffany Haddish, Lil Rel Howery, doing pranks to people. Uh, you'd probably seen the pink car in a, a lot of the trailers for the pranks. Uh, this comes from a long line of movies that are prank slash story movies. You got Bad Grandpa. You got uh, action point. You've got, of course, all of Sasha Baron Cohen's work uh, that is similar mm-hmm. to this. Chris, what did you think of Bad Trip, and what kind of food do you think it's like?
1: I, <clears throat> it. You know what's interesting is this movie was supposed to come out a year ago. It was supposed to debut in a film festival but it was right when COVID hit. Was that maybe so they South by the Southwest? Festival. I think so. And then it was supposed to come out in theaters on like in April of last year, and that also was canceled. And then Netflix picked it up for a digital purchase or for digital uh, distribution. But the other thing was in April of last year, it was accidentally posted to Amazon Prime streaming for free. Or for with Amazon Prime Service. Really? They posted it long enough that people ripped it. And then by the time it was taken down, there was already digital rips of it on, like, pirating sites. Oh, wow. And so, and it was, like, you know, the HD version. So it wasn't just, like, a shitty cam. It was, like, oh, we got this straight from the source. Uh, And I, I wanted to watch it. But I also wanted to support Eric Andre. So I was like, I'll just wait till it's on Netflix. Yeah, and you're a it's big. It's crazy Eric that Andre, it took yeah. them a year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just think it's crazy that it took them like a year to release it finally. Because I think it was actually released earlier, too, on Netflix in other countries as well. Like uh, months ago.
0: Oh, yeah. They, they tend um, to do that. Yeah. You Yeah, go get a VPN if it'll work. And you'll be like, holy shit. There's like 20 Kevin Hart movies in the UK that are on Netflix right
1: now. Yeah, you're like, damn, the UK Netflix sucks. It's only Kevin Hart movies? (laughs) Uh, No, but yeah, so I'm just surprised that I haven't heard more people talk about it because I absolutely loved this movie.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I just am surprised no one was like, Or, you know, I'm sure people were on the Internet, but no one that I know was like, damn, this movie is fucking awesome. You know, classic Eric Andre. Yeah. So good. Uh, But, yeah, I really I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious. And I I don't know if you remember, but, you know, uh, a couple months ago we reviewed the Borat 2 movie. And my main critique of it was that I felt like they didn't have enough of the reactions from other people that where they become characters in the movie, you know, which was what was great about Borat one was he would have these interactions with certain people where you were like, Oh, this person is lovely. Like this person is elevating this movie and they don't even know that they're doing that. And it's great because it's real. And that was such a, a big thing missing from Borat two. And this movie has that again and that's why i liked Mm -hmm. it so much is because it it had the pranking people is like secondary to the their actual reactions and them being real people in these crazy scenarios Mm -hmm. where they're just purely reacting but you're like oh that person is really trying to help them that's so cute and you know Mm -hmm. great like what a great person to Yeah, yeah try to help these people that they think are Prison inmates, or in a car accident, or you yeah, know, gonna try to kill each other. It's like it's it's great, yeah. Uh, the food I would choose, I think I'm gonna relate it to a food that I just had this week, which was um, I don't know if you're familiar with Benihana mm-hmm. fried rice, but it's like one of the greatest foods ever made, right?
0: Yeah, and I make a really good fried and, rice, and theirs is far superior, yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, that's pretty well known. But what I didn't know as I found out this week is that Benihana has a spicy version of their fried rice. And so what this movie to me is like, you already had your Borat where the movie is like perfect. But then you didn't know there's a spicy version that makes it even more perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's what that is what uh, Bad Trip is.
0: Very nice. As they say. (laughs) uh yeah we're gonna have some similarities uh one because i really love this movie as well i'm not as big of an eric andre fan as you are i know you've seen him live uh Mm -hmm. watched his show throughout um not not a fan of him but just not a a huge fan and you know i've been a little trepidatious of the pranking genre of movie yeah i've loved some of it like action point i thought was fun but not a very good movie movie like I just thought the the pranking integration or stunt rather for that movie um, was fun with it Borat 2 you know I really didn't like I don't really remember Borat 1 or some of other Sasha Baron Cohen's work but I don't I remember it feeling more like sketches to me than what this Uh movie feels like which as the IMDb description is it's very much like this is a buddy road road cop buddy road comedy yeah. Like, it is, completely. And it's also a prank movie. And the way it balances the, those both is so much better than... It's the apex of the prank narrative movie, to me. Yeah. None other For have hell. done it, as well. And it it's several things at once. This movie is at a once a prank movie, integrating those things. But it's also a, um, a parody of movies like uh-huh. the way they'll have characters like do the typical movie conversations or staring off into the the distance when they see the person they love and how uh-huh. awkward that is in a movie <laughs> you get to see <laughs> yeah it
1: that's so true in
0: real life so it's not only this prank it is like this weird using prank methods getting a parody of a movie tropes uh-huh. And you're seeing like kind of like, oh, how would people really react? Which is an interesting movie, and movies have done that before of, hey, what would actually happen if an action movie, they rolled the car? You know, like the other yeah. guys is essentially kind of playing in that territory. Um, so this uh-huh. movie is doing, is juggling all those things and being, and that's what's keeping it so interesting. I thought it was like, in within the first two minutes I was cackling, and I was like, oh, I'm loving this. You know, you're just like in it right away. It's so funny. And I just can't believe how well they balanced the narrative with the pranks and made, like you said, the people they're pranking into characters. And it's a movie that's mm-hmm. incredibly sweet. The pranks are so yeah. sweet. And so um, the, the way a, a road comedy about love, this is like a road um, rom-com in some ways. Yeah. makes it so that totally fits because it's a
1: romantic comedy
0: bromantic comedy yeah a bromcom. com <laughs> uh and yeah the, it so fits that these people would be nurturing and wanting to aid them on their quest and then actually do do all those things and then there's the surprises yeah. also where pe- you're like oh wow the way those people are helping and it's just such a <laughs> such a greater lens of humanity than something like Borat 2 or any of those other movies yeah. that it makes it so fun. But it's not just that. It also just is like a pretty fun um, buddy comedy, road comedy, even though it's pr- a pretty basic buddy road mm-hmm. comedy. But I think it's that by design to help the fact that it is this prank movie. So similar yeah. to you for my food for it, It's kind of like um, if you have never been to L.A. or something and you've just, like, maybe you've lived in Philadelphia and you've eaten tacos all your life. Yeah, I know. I've had a taco before. They're all right. They're pretty good. And then you go to L.A. and, like, go to a taco truck and you get a taco. then you're like, oh, fuck, this is tacos. (laughs) This is it. Yes. That is what this movie is, because I it just destroyed, eliminated all my trepidations of the a prank movie. It wasn't anything I feared it might be. It was just sweet and a good time. Uh, so let's talk yeah. spoilers. I'd say go check it out immediately on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a blast. I think you'd say the same, Chris. Definitely. Definitely would. Cool. Let's get into some spoilers of it. Um yeah what is there to say uh some of these the the stunts let's get into it why don't you take it away anything you want yeah. to point out
1: uh first thing i want to talk about is how uh, previously when we were reviewing riot and the last dragon you know uh i thought for the first like quarter of the movie i thought that the dragon was played by tiffany haddish right until the character turns into aquafina and i'm like wow that really looks like aquafina <sighs> The, this movie is the opposite. I thought it was uh, Aquafina playing Tiffany Haddish for the first 10 minutes, and then I realized...
0: You might be suffering brain hemorrhaging
1: or something. Oh, <laughs> um, no, but yeah. I think Tiffany Haddish, like, VIP of this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. She... I just I
1: was blown away by how ballsy she was and just was like, I will fucking scream in public. I don't mm. give a shit. And it was so funny. Oh, uh,
0: she did it. And there's a worry there, too, because she is such a big star. I think they did a good job at... Or, w- one, she did a good job at her physical performance. And, two, uh-huh. just the dress, the tattoos. um, Kind of, like... Because I think at this point, she is glam. Like, we, uh-huh. she's been a... She's, like, a makeup spokesperson, I think. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. Um, I think at this point, she's definitely such the opposite of what her character is portraying and just her body language. You even see when she goes into that restaurant, everybody they know, (laughs) they know who she is, like not Tiffany Haddish, but they know who that character is. And they're on edge. They're like, oh, fuck, like that that person we know. We've met them at the party and we know what kind of trouble they bring because Tiffany Haddish is, despite being a big star, is being that (laughs) character
1: yeah so yeah uh the other thing though is the other vip that other actress that's in it michaela conlin who's his eric andre's like love interest in the movie yeah that he's pursuing she's in these like sequences that they do that are like these dream sequences that are so fucking good and she's equally as like crazy in public And those, which really surprised me. I thought she was just going to be this, like, kind of extra character. But she was going all out for all of her scenes, too. And I was just like, this is awesome that the two of them were doing more stuff than Lil Ray did in the movie.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I feel like, publicly. And I'm not surprised, because he's also, like, Uh a big star. I'd say bigger than uh, uh, Eric Andre, as far as, like, a movie-going audience. Uh, so right. i'm not he had his own show so f- of course um so it was interesting to see which pranks he did do like the yeah. t- port-a-potty prank where he stuck yeah. in it seemed totally like him like he i could see him being huh. like no that's so ridiculous i want to do that that's so stupid uh-huh. and unbelievable i, w- I want to try and sell <laughs> that one um, but yeah, yeah, he doesn't do that much crazy stuff, but certainly gets into it more than I thought. Even with the knife-wielding yeah. uh, penis uh, <laughs> trap scene. Yeah. Genuine yeah, fear coming from them when he's got a <laughs> knife.
1: Uh, man. Yeah, The but the dream sequence, back to the dream sequence though. Yes. That shit was like the part of the movie where it went off the rails for me in terms of what I expected. And I just thought it was a great idea mm-hmm. for how they went about it. Cause they're like, Oh, there's this other character that in the story, we obviously can't have her do pranks, yeah. but then they find a way to make it happen. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it's, that's a great point uh, that I didn't really think about is like how satisfying it was to see her acting that way. Yeah. You know, given that opportunity without having to betray her character, which uh. needed to be straight laced, and we we knew where yeah. it was going. Yeah. You know, we knew what was it wasn't going to end good for him. Uh. So that that's a really great part of that. The other thing is just how unexpected those scenes were. Period. like yeah. how, how much they really went in and psychotic looking like they (laughs) go violent on someone and then are just like (laughs) skipping away it's like
1: it's they go violent on someone where you're like okay i mean if the onlookers are like oh this man uh you know was making advances at her that were unwanted so she's beating him up okay i mean he's probably a piece of shit and then she immediately beats a blind a blind blind guy saying you're looking at me Uh, like no no no, he's blind <laughs> yeah, they're just like, please don't. They're trying to help. Uh. <laughs> and,
0: and I think oh, also man. just her having her as a character and in general having these, and it's nothing new, right? I mean, she, Borat, the newest Borat is that 100%, as two characters who are in uh-huh. on it interacting. Uh, but yeah. the reason why that didn't really, or that doesn't bring out the fun as much is because it's not a hidden camera prank. It is like a presentation. They're doing they're everything you're experiencing is a presentation. The characters know the Uh camera's there and they're Uh they're presenting this the people don't know. So you're really getting this play. And I do like theater like that. My show, the hopefully Chris Pat Shane Heartline show would use Uh audience interaction with cast, (laughs) but we would be, you know, like the characters are talking and then uh, interacting with the audience but staying to their script. So I always really yeah. love that type of stuff. And so having not only the two buddies, not only Tiffany Haddish, but also the love interest, be that you get. It's so ridiculous to be one of those crowd members watching this meat cute. Yeah, that isn't actually a meat cute. And you already yeah. have an opinion about the person. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, and it's so rom-com because that's what happens like the two people who are having the meet cute they probably just had a bad interaction with a funny character who's uh-huh. off to the side who yeah they wouldn't like them but we just like we like the main characters because they're my main characters but this other yeah. person who they're ruining their life to like talk <laughs> while they're they hate them and we actually get to see that and get a focus and like yeah. see their
1: humanity uh, <laughs> it's really a gift yeah so great Um, another scene that I loved is the first scene with Tiffany Haddish breaking out of prison and she's in that bus and gets out. That guy, this guy helps her by getting her out of the bus and telling, you know, she leaves and she, as she's leaving, she's like, thanks for being an accomplice yeah like yeah. she just keeps making these jokes like you're helping me escape and I'm, yeah. a, I'm a prison inmate thank you to be very clear thank you and and that guy oh, i mean good. you
0: see him going through a storm of emotions from the get-go <laughs> yeah. where it's like okay i'm just gonna help you but very minimally and it just gets harder yeah. and harder for him you see him breaking down like when she's <laughs> comes back and she still wants to hug him and he's just like go yeah.
1: go please go <laughs>
0: i want to know oh, that guy's so story good. there's so many great people like you had mentioned earlier if it's like just people helping you know yeah. that's that's what we're seeing and we're seeing it sometimes the people are helping opposing characters and like <laughs> you know like snitching yeah. on one character picking sides and,
1: and shit yeah Yeah, Uh,
0: And I love the restaurant scene the most. You get so many interactions in that scene. And there's the one girl, Jackie, where her friend or whoever's with her is like, Jackie, you talk too much. Because Jackie's (laughs) getting way more involved than she should, (laughs) period.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) She's like, oh, this is is my day now. Yeah. This is all, I'm all about this. She became the star
0: of it. And her friend is like, please, I feel like you're going to get us killed.
1: <laughs> uh so good. Um yeah, there's a couple other ones that were great.
0: I don't think there's Those a single stunt that fails in my eyes as far yeah. as like cuz they are unlike a jackass, right, which feels a little bit more like we're going we're lily padding from stunt to stunt and they sh- they all better be fire. And there's a little bit of, like, this one's smaller, this one's bigger. But for this, it's uh-huh. like, no, the stunt needs to suit the story. So you're always satisfied by the story and the stunt. Like, both are avenues to satisfy you. Yeah. So it makes even the little things that are just, like, a quick one. You're like, okay, but I we pushed the story along, so I appreciated that. Even though it might have been slight or not as much
1: as I wanted. Uh, One of the great bits was when Tiffany Haddish was asking that random dude in the streets have you seen these guys and she had a picture of him? Yeah. She's like this is you with them. The guy was like I think his name was like Craig. She's like your name's Craig right? And he's like how did you know my name? And how did you get this picture? It's just so great that it seems like the prank was they had must have had the producer's talk to that guy and use like a hidden camera yeah
0: and then
1: someone with a laptop just real quickly cropped him into a photo and they had like one of those photographic printers with yeah. them or something but like the guy's face when he she shows him the picture he's just like what the fuck yeah what the fuck it's is so this good. it's so good
0: and he gives it back he's he's there ready to fight
1: yeah he just he, she amps it up, and he's like on her level yeah. at all times, like screaming right back at her. Which like, is not,
0: yeah, know. is not the case anywhere yeah. else. So it's yeah. so fun that it, yeah, we get to see it once, and uh, it doesn't feel <laughs> dangerous
1: for her at the same time. Yeah. Um, the scene where Eric is looking for Craig or for Bud, his friend. And he's just looking at random <laughs> yeah, people that yeah. all s- kind of look like him. Yeah. I wonder how long they filmed that. Yeah. It, it felt like it have... wasn't that long. It's just like somehow there's just a bunch of people that look like
0: him. Yeah, like enough to, for it to work. <laughs> and it it's just another one of those things that where it's that's a, a a tropey scene that you yeah. see in movies. And now we get to see what's the actual <laughs> reactions from people.
1: Or most people are just like, huh? And then like move on. But then there's that one guy that stops. He's like, uh, everyone's got a friend named Buddy, I feel like. Then, yeah. That's a conversation with yeah. them. Yeah. Uh oh, back sorry, I wanted to talk about that dream sequence one last time. Yes. My favorite bit in it was when they get married in front of some random audience in a park. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they take turns making out with the the guy who's uh officiating the priest, them. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. good. Just every bit where Eric Andre kisses another guy. Out of the <laughs> blue, in public, like he's done that before on his show, and it's always it always gets the best reactions of people like "whoa" and
0: okay yeah, And it's I just yeah, because like it was just inappropriate. Period. It's not even a homophobia yeah. thing. It's like yeah, what is this? We went came to this wedding, and this is like the kissing yeah. is too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny that all those people they must have been like, "Hey, uh, we're doing this wedding." but you know certain people didn't show would you just like to sit down and watch just the real quick thing where they're getting you yeah know, we're taking pictures so we need to or whatever yeah yeah and the people are like oh sure i'd love to see the t- these two people get married that'd be lovely yeah and then they're just like what the fuck is going on and that's where this i don't mind the
0: the pretense that they're the people are there for in general the way i did with uh, borat too We're at a big issue Uh, with the pretense of like, okay, why are we getting these? And a lot of that was because the condemnation people had of the, the prank ease, where people yeah yeah, Borat too.
1: I mean, half the people in Borat 2 that they were pranking are people where you're already like, fuck these people, like who cares? Because it would always be like these kind of these area these places where they're already like. I don't know. They felt
0: like well, like the Christian. They were prepared
1: to dislike them or something. The
0: abortion guy or whatever. Yeah. You know, like anti-abortion yeah. guy. Whatever it was, I, I forget. But yeah, it there was like an overall disdain of working with the people you're work, uh, the subjects. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. It just didn't work. And then this. No, it's not that. It's so opposite.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, another great one was the army recruiter that he talks to yeah
0: it's, uh. <laughs> it's great and the the older man on the bench that's, oh, that oh yeah. starts the whole musical sequence like yeah people the like musical that they're getting the uh the typical movie scene from normal people like they are yeah. allowing magic into people's lives and especially with that musical scene but even like that that army recruiter True. is like Dude, I just had a magical moment with this guy. He came and, like, he was acting <laughs> fucking crazy. So, and he gets yeah. to think that for a moment, you know? And, uh-huh. like, inviting that magic is really great. Especially with the musical. <laughs> the musical is just, like... Can you imagine how <laughs> shitty and weird it actually felt without the music <laughs> overlay? Yeah.
1: That's true. Fuck. Um, and then... So, the the final gag in the movie... Is that they do white chicks?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're right? talking about it the whole movie,
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's and, the it, It's funny because I think the DVD case that they show briefly is them later in the movie because it, it looked Cause wrong, I, yeah. Because right? I was like, that doesn't look like the cover of white chicks,
0: yeah. It looked like a bootleg or something, you know? yeah. Like, there's something, it looked like a porno of like version. <laughs> Uh so yeah, a little weird. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was so ridiculous and it's like it's a movie that is so stupid it earns that, you know. Uh huh. You're just like, Yeah, this is dumb.
1: Like, and Tiffany Haddish dressing up like a man too yeah. so
0: good. Going to whatever party they're at. And like it's so reminiscent of that Borat party where they go to and have like the yeah. whatever weird dance, but it's like without any yeah. of the disdain for any of the people there. <laughs> you know and there's something just different about that there's a certain like level of like hey here, it's a bunch of white people and they yeah, there's rich, no black people, people here but it is like it's not coming from this really uh, antagonistic place that the Borat was even.
1: yeah well like they even show like there's that woman that they meet named Kitty and they're like oh hello Kitty yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know they're they're palling along with these people yeah which is great
0: yeah, this is a movie I would watch again with someone. Like even like if Andy actually wanted to watch it tonight. But uh, she looked up a few times because she was watching something on her laptop. And I think one of the times uh. it was the make-out scene with the priest in the <laughs> wedding. And I'm just I'm cackling. She looks up because I'm cackling. So I think she saw that and the Chinese finger trap penis mostly. So oh, we'll man. see. But... Because it is like it is that it is a bunch of crude humor but I think if that's not the thing that's most uh, interesting about it, it's really these human moments of kindness that are throughout it to where it is like this super gentle movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy, when they get in the car accident, that guy's just trying to mediate their fight and helping them out. Like, come on, man, he has a concussion. He's not thinking right. And you're just like, wow, this guy's really going all out to help these people.
0: Yeah, he's really putting himself out there, putting his day out there. For this. yeah that's quite amazing yeah um yeah any other final thoughts about the bad trip
1: i think that's it that's it for me
0: all right very cool well let's get into our sequel ideas for bad trip i mean i think we would i think uh, Jeff Tremaine, I think, was a producer on this. Jackass fame. Yeah. Um, as well as, yeah. as I had mentioned before, uh, Kitao Sakurai be, directing it, who's directed a bunch of Eric Andre stuff, so knows how to work with Eric Andre, knows how to do this prank style stuff. I think, like, mm-hmm. please just make more of these <laughs> of any yeah. kind. I would love to see them continue to ape genres. Like, let's see a wedding crashers or, like, wedding version of this movie. Um that would be my idea for a sequel, like maybe Lil Rel is getting married. So it's all the oh. like marriage stuff. Like um Yeah. That type of romance. More rom-com.
1: weddings. More weddings where they kiss the uh officier. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I agree. Like I just want I want them to do a movie where Tiffany Haddish is interactive with them, too. Like, the whole like time hanging out, being, yeah. like, a, a separate uh, party. That would be great. <clears> it's <coughs> like the typical actors thing where well,
0: they're all friends, but now there's someone even more bad than Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Like that type of yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, also, they could they could do a bad trip versus bad grandpa. <laughs> bad Grandpa. You
0: know? Don't call it that. <laughs> Yeah, it would be interesting to see some crossovers, but uh, they'd probably ruin it by the creative teams involved in those other
1: films. Yeah. Which I think Jeff
0: Tremaine was part of Grand- Bad Grandpa, too. But,
1: um. Yeah, he was. That's that's mostly why I said that. Cause...
0: <clears throat> well, cool. Let's uh, get into our double feature. I have a good one. What's yours? Yeah.
1: Uh, I have... So there's the obvious, you know, movies that we've already talked about. But uh, one thing I was gonna, I was gonna suggest is a movie called They Came Together. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes,
0: love it. (laughs) Makes me laugh. Yeah, it's to this day
1: a romantic comedy directed by David Wayne, starring Amy Poehler and uh, Paul Rudd. But it's basically just (laughs) if you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer you know how David Wayne and Michael Showalter do their comedy. And Mm -hmm. so it's basically that if they made a romantic comedy about adults living in New York City.
0: Yeah. It's a parody of that. It's insane
1: and ridiculous and just the funniest fucking movie. So
0: I love that movie. I would definitely advise that. Yeah, Yeah. you'll you'll get big belly laughs out of both these movies. Yeah. Um, I would go... I'm going to go the, like... Let's stay in the realm of this movie But something totally different With Dumb and Dumber Because this movie is basically Dumb and Dumber in many ways uh, Yeah fill, Filling a somewhat similar trajectory True uh, So yeah, Dumb and Dumber in this movie Not sure which one I would watch <coughs> first and last uh, Cool <laughs> So this has been bad trip this, is a, this has been a blast of a movie uh, Really enjoyed it we've had some great movies uh, this year i think um reviewing yeah. the podcast has been a strong one we haven't mentioned it in a while but yeah it's past our one year anniversary of doing this podcast together
1: oh shit i didn't realize
0: well it. past uh i think i we kept for- forgetting it uh so we'll keep it yeah, going it strong covid yeah a few weeks pre-covid not long but a few and uh, we've been blessed with some good movies, and I think this one has just been too much fun. It's why you go to the movies. Uh, so, Chris, yeah. where can people find you? And we know what's going next week. Can you tell them?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm Rebirth Project on Twitter. Uh, but next week, we have the movie we were planning on doing this week, but they pushed it back. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong yes
0: so we're gonna have a guest on for that episode um so check it out and you can find me at joe cabello like i said in the middle of the episode or the beginning section just tweeted us if you thinking about doing our longer segments in a different episode falcon winter soldier and invincible are the ones we're currently watching and looks like we're going to watch the new episodes every week and talk about them or if you don't really care and you skip through let us know I I honestly want to give you the best show That you can have Another thing, the Kickstarter As of posting this episode Has like 40 hours left Go get your comics Because at this uh, point, 5 bucks Will get you 3 issues of comics So 5 bucks for 90 pages of comic That's pretty good, and if you donate more You can get paperback copies and stuff So go check it out, after that All of that would cost you 15 or 20 dollars, versus 5 so why not get great comics for five bucks and it's a great way to support the show so check it out you can find any of it on my socials we'll be back next week with kong versus zilla we'll see you next <laughs> one another movie review podcast at least it's better than a car crash and we will go Talking movies and having a blast. It's the beaded podcast. It's the beaded podcast. It's the beaded podcast.